That's amazing. Talk to each drink. other. <laughs> right, man. And drink. Good for you guys. Yeah. That is so awesome. It's fun. If there's one thing I've been dedicated to, it's to drink and talk on it, Wednesday it's nights. It's to drink and talk on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Wednesday is that perfect sort of like. Wednesday is hump yeah. day, hell. It's the, it's the time. Damn, I need wine. Yeah, it's the time to party. It's wine Wednesday. It's wine Wednesday. Wine and wine. We make Yes, we make sure the kids are taken care of. And we come here and sit, and by that I mean talk. I get a sitter, and I'm like, they need baths. Well, yeah, they, they need baths. <laughs> you do the kid thing. Yeah. They need baths. I fed them. <laughs> Usually, I don't even. I am feed now them. a worker. I'm like, they need to eat. They need to be clean, and they have homework. And I've been home sure all afternoon, home. and sure I could have done asleep. that. I could have totally done do all of those see things. My children, when I come for home, for you, <laughs> yes. I don't. I want to pretend like I don't have kids when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the goal. Brennan Wednesday like, is your day. Brennan and I are like, always yeah. like we're like uh, even if we like end a date early, which is rare. But <laughs> one night we were so boring that nobody could hang out. Nobody was available, and we we're like, what the hell do we do with each other? And we were like, well, I guess we could. And they were like, we got to stay out till eight at least. Oh, bar, God, that's bar none because the kids got to go to bed. <laughs> what, we get? What we're not, we do? We're, we're paying somebody to put them kids to bed. <laughs> we're staying out past eight. We're gonna do it. Damn it, we will go to yeah. Matinee. We went into like a little hole in, hole in the wall restaurant and got the most delicious Cubano. Right? Wasn't oh Cubano? man. Hungry Sparrow? Oh. No, it was, it was a, a Mexican little place Mexican on place. On, we were the only white on people right in there. It was right beside Domino's Pizza. On Gordon Avenue. On Gordon. on Gordon Road? Gordon Road. I don't really know much Do about Do you remember Gordon the name Road. of it? Gordon Road. A Mexican oh, place it on was Gordon? A, it was like an order in. and It, oh, it, it, it looked like a little Chinese place, but it's Mexican. Oh, Is and it that little strip mall? It's a tiny little strip mall, like right yeah, next yeah, to yeah. Power Play. LaGuerra? That sounds like... Maybe. That sounds right. Yeah, okay, I think there is one Mexican restaurant on Gordon Road. Okay, the Cubano is... I think that's it. That's I think funny. it's at like so oh good. Why didn't you guys get Mexican food? <laughs> you got a Cuban food in a Mexican place. Well, they recommended drink- it, and that sandwich was. That big. sandwich was Were awesome. you drinking, or did you go home sober and full of Cubans? We did go home sober no, and full of Cubans, mm-hmm. but it was a good night. It was, yeah. it was a date night, and then we like rubbed our it greasy was, bellies together. Because, uh... <laughs> we got in the bed. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so full, and I'm constipated. But come here, get over here. You look so good. <laughs> That's oh how I. Oh my god! That's that's well, like my sexy voice god, in bed. Your, <laughs> oh my god! Greasy sheen. You're so sweaty. Is that grease or sweat? <laughs> meat sweats. <laughs> meat sweats. Spiced meats. Oh my god! You guys, are we? Are ready? we on? It's been recording for a while. Oh, oh yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's some good shit. That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> but now for real, for reals. For real, we're this here. This is a good. This is a good night already. I can tell. Welcome everybody to the Lady Bits Podcast. Welcome, and, and this is a have, special one. We have a first. A first. We have our first guest. Yes, that's not Brent. And I can already tell you, it's going to be awesome. Yes, I can already tell. I can. We feel are it. very excited. In um, my in my loins. Do I have loins? You have loins. No, guys have loins. Will we have groins? <laughs> Guys, I'm- <laughs> this is a weird show. <laughs> My name is the man, and I never went to sex ed. <laughs> oh I don't know God. how I have two kids. Okay, shush. 
Uh, that's Amanda talking nonsense over there. Yeah, and that's Abby trying to rein me in already. Yes. And tonight we have Fanny Slater here with us. Welcome, Woo-hoo! Fanny. Yay. Yes. Uh, thanks, guys. I love oh, Fanny. thanks for coming. We, I met her, I don't know, a while ago at one of our favorite places. Back. Our friends have a pub in their backyard. And we were there hanging out and drinking, and I met Fanny there, and I think maybe you came to one of our dinner parties there. Yeah, I ate your mac and cheese and tried to hit on you all night. <laughs> <laughs> it happens Serious. a lot. You're like, hey, girl, share that recipe with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so if you don't know who Fanny Slater is, I'm going to let her tell you about herself, but she is uh, one of my um, local idols. I love her. I love following along with what she's doing. And she kind of has a lot of things in her life that I wish I had. So <laughs> I just kind of follow along from the sidelines. But um, Fanny is an amazing, super funny, talented woman. And we're glad to have her here. We're going to talk about all things food and creativity and mm-hmm. um, just I some just fun met things. her and I'm already like. We, these are, this is our people. We, we, I had to tell everybody to shut it down, stop talking, because we're having such a good time, but we have to save some things for the podcast. So right. welcome, Fanny. Thank you. And tell us about yourself, and then we'll get into some other fun things. Well, I'm Fanny Slater. I am the uh, mayor of Wilmington. <laughs> and I, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, I'm actually the governor. Um, <laughs> this is great. We were just talking about tacos, and then you said the nicest things about me, and now I'm all like, ah. Oh, yay. This wine is good. <laughs> Which our wine is tonight. Oh, yes. yeah. Where is it at? Um, where did you put it? Was this the Robert Mondavi? Yes. Yes, yes it is. The And it's the one that's aged in the bourbon, bourbon barrels. Oh, that's why I like it so much. It's yes. the cab, right? It smells amazing. It's the Robert cab. Mondavi. Mondavi. 2016, cab. I think, is what it is. That's and my one. glass is out. And there are three of us tonight, so we actually might be talking about a few wines. Mm-hmm. I'm tonight. okay with that. Fanny, tell us about yourself. Yes. Me? Um, oh, I was born a young boy in a... Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> my father claimed he invented the question mark. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to say real things? Yeah, real okay. things. Okay. Yes. Real things. Take three. Um, real talk. Okay, uh, so I am a North Carolina girl, but I am from Raleigh, which is why I have no accent. Um. Oh. So does that like happen? Yeah, is that a real thing? Like, yeah, you don't weird. have the accent. Well, in Raleigh? here's the thing. I think it's so. I was born in Philadelphia. Um, I only lived there till I was three. Well, my like the majority of my family is from New Jersey. So like compared to New Jersey, like really anything looks good. <laughs> so <laughs> there you have it, folks. Yeah, there you have it. There you have it. Um, which because I have family from Jersey, I can say that. Yes. Right. Um, You're but, yeah. So born in Philadelphia, and so I think when I was learning how to talk. I had this like really strong northern accent so like in these like old home videos I have this like really like annoying like northern twang um like here yeah like my sister's name is Sarah and I'd be like in the videos like Sarah get over here like real bad (laughs) real bad um and then it's like we moved to Raleigh when I was about like four and it just neutralized I never Mm -hmm. really picked up a southern accent I never it, it kind of just stayed like very neutral. That's awesome. Um, so I grew up in Raleigh. I went to uh, went to the same school from preschool to senior year. No. Yeah. Right. Holy cow! How I, did, know. I I don't. Even, 
I know. I don't know how that happened. 14 years. Private school, evidently. Yeah, it was private school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you graduated, you, like, knew the people you were graduating with. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, it was. You had all seen each other naked, probably. A hundred percent. Yes. Like, known (laughs) for having the best slip and slide parties. Like, (laughs) naked. Yeah. What? Just the one time. Just the one time. I missed out. I missed out growing up. For sure. It was a good. When did you go to a school? You went to. You didn't didn't have any, right? Slip and slide or. Heck no. I went to public school, but I also was a pastor's kid, so I didn't. Yeah, do she was a PK. Shit. Wait, doesn't PK. that mean you're supposed to be like it t- crazy? <laughs> well, it's supposed to mean that, but not in my house. She was because, on a short leash. Yes, mm. it had like it was like those like choke leashes. Yeah, yeah. There, there were like, there was no like put a tiptoe into the there slip wasn't and slide just any <laughs> there was no slip naked slip and slides, and there also was just no slip and slides. No slip and yeah. Slides. What about skinny dipping? No skinny dipping. Mm. Did you skinny dip? Did you, I never skinny dipped. Never, ever have? Never. That's it. We're going into Cape Fear. Amanda, take your shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) We are close enough to make it up. I'm about to bust out of my shirt. (laughs) I know. You're halfway there. I know. Um, No skinny dipping. I didn't do anything. It is a warm night. (laughs) It is a warm night. (laughs) That's wild. Did you ever throw a party? No. What? Did you have ever been to a party? (laughs) (laughs) I have been to parties. (laughs) Um, it didn't happen till well into my adult life, but mm. I, you know, I was just a, I was very sheltered, very anyway. Well, it's not about me. <laughs> Enough about me. Keep Continue. going. Continue. <laughs> you were you. I threw some parties. Yeah, I was just I was a terrible student. I never like never connected with anything um, until my junior year. Um, I took a creative writing class in high school and it was the first time that I ever like got a good grade basically and like connected with something and a teacher never like a teacher wasn't telling me like you're doing this wrong or like this is the wrong answer. So like I had some connection with writing but I wasn't really sure what that was. So um, so I went to Peace College in Raleigh um, and uh, decided to major in creative writing and took like every class that I could and just loved and majored in English um didn't want to be a teacher didn't know if I wanted to be a writer I just knew that I connected with kind of like storytelling and Mm -hmm. knew I would figure out something from there that's Um, awesome and the other thing I always loved was being in front of the camera um so I just kind of associated that with that I thought I wanted to be an actress so I turned 25 and I did what I always wanted to do and I moved to Hollywood and I lived under the Hollywood sign oh shit literally under the Hollywood sign was like I always wanted to live in the second O of the Hollywood sign but unfortunately (laughs) I couldn't find an apartment there so I ended up finding one like kind of at the bottom of the hill and found this like dope little place and like loved the neighborhood and lived there for about a year and a half and really just made friends and party because as it turned out I actually did not give a shit about acting (laughs) it was more like I'd like to be in front of the camera cross country to have have friends to just have friends and what's ironic is all of those friends ended up being from north carolina oh no <laughs> which is really a shame but i had a good time i had a good time i'm from apex I'm from I'm from, yeah, yeah. so like, it was shit it where was, have you been why am i all the way out here yeah so it was fun it was it was a blast it was a really good experience um and the best part of being out there is of all places that i lived it happened to be in walking distance of the ucb um the upright citizens brigade which is um, Hell yeah! Yeah, which is like one of the like two major improv theaters. I'm, I'm like, jealous. Um, yeah. Oh man. Wow. I and I didn't really know much about it at the time, but somebody was like, "You should really check that out." So I did that, and I took classes and went through like the whole like first session and got oh, like wow. kind of like certified and like the cool. like their first kind of like intro to like improv. Um, I had like a big like performance at the end, and um, it was amazing. That was like the best experience, and I was like, okay, I like being in front of people, I like being on camera, but I like to like be off the cuff and like be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the other thing in California that I found that I loved was food. Um, and I, I always loved food. I always loved cooking, but it was like really sort of like under everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, grew up in a really like food centric family. My dad is like an incredible cook. Um, my mom is like amazing in the kitchen and like really good with kind of like nourishing and healthy ingredients. And so like, I come from this really foodie family and I loved cooking in the kitchen with my dad when I was younger, but I hadn't really like connected those dots. And then when I was in California realizing I don't want to be an actress, I found that like being in the kitchen was like kind of connecting me back to like my roots of being in the kitchen with my dad wow. and how much I love that. And so eventually I was just like, OK, I know I want to do something maybe with writing, maybe with improv or being in front of the camera in some way and and with food and all of those things. I was like. I, I could do these things in Hollywood, but I'm not from here. This is more of a fun experience for me mm -hmm. to be out here. So I moved back to the East Coast. Um, I had never lived in Wilmington. I had just been coming here since I was a kid, obviously, going to Wrightsville Beach every summer yep. and decided, all right, I'm going to I'm going to come back here. I'm going to live in downtown Wilmington and I'm going to kind of figure this place out where I'm like close enough to home. But far enough away where I'm still kind of like my own person and I'm not like in the town where I grew up. So, right. you know, feel a little bit more like I can find myself and um opened sort of a small catering company um started writing for the magazines here and nice those things really just like kind of kick-started everything like I just sort of found my place doing both of those things and enjoying them and opportunities were coming got like the chance to like cater like a small movie like things were just kind of rolling along awesome. and going really well um and then I got this text from my grandmother one day that Rachel Ray is holding this national cookbook competition and she thinks that I should enter and she wow. writes back in a text and says, you never know, which we have saved as a snapshot. Aww. So entered this crazy national cookbook competition where you pretty much submit what your idea is and, you know, what you want to write in a cookbook, a uh, bunch of recipes, a video. And of course, I was like, a video. Oh, I'm going to kill it. it. Yes. <laughs> I'm all over this. <laughs> that is my jam. That is my jam. Uh -huh. So, of course, I made the most, like, I put, like, home videos in there. Like, I kind of, I just, I put everything I had into this. I kind of went from, I'm a very much, like, I'm a Scorpio. I'm a very much, like, I'm extremist. I'm like all or nothing. Mm -hmm. right. So at first I was like, no one enters a national competition. Like who actually takes the time to do that? And then I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to literally just put everything I have do into it. it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I did. Um, and went from making the top 20 to the top 10 to got a call from Rachel that I made the top five. Wow. Um, went and competed on her show, won the competition um which was just wild competed on the show like you were in front of an audience yeah or you so were in front of like how was that so it was literally what was the competition it was basically a so the top five of us and our cookbook concepts like that was sort of what the whole competition like the final round final kind of so like you had to put a cookbook together essentially not not yet it was more like put like a cookbook outline together so okay. by the time that i was in new york i had probably put together like 20 different recipes wow. um and really like an outline of if i was to if i was to win this competition this and get a cookbook contract this is what it would look like okay um and that was kind of what i put together and so the competition was in front of uh rachel's live audience of like 160 people wow. um and of course it's like so the other people i was with like there was there was a chef a caterer um a school teacher um 
a woman who like entered like national competitions for a living had won like hundreds of thousand dollars entering like what? the Pillsbury baking comp like contest. She made, she's made a career. She's out like made of a career out of doing I've that. Heard like about people that do it's, that. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like um, she's probably been on the prices, right? Oh, probably. Like she's just she she has just entered so many. Like she has been either she's either won them or she's been in like the final rounds. I of didn't them. know that. I didn't know that. So, that was something you could do. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all of these people were there basically to write a cookbook like that was their goal they wanted to like check it off their bucket list and I was like I'm literally here to like be the next Rachel Ray Mm -hmm. so it was kind of the perfect place and time for me because the competition could have been that they picked you you got the contract that was it the opportunity to actually be on Rachel's show in a few different rounds in front of that live audience in front of like the celebrity judges Mm -hmm. I felt like I was completely in my element Mm -hmm. um And at that point, I had sort of started to figure out that, like, okay, let me kind of combine all of these things that I love, like the writing, the food, the being in front of the camera. It's like food television, like food network. Like that was that was it for me. Um, And so I sort of that was what I was going towards. And so being there, like in front of Rachel's audience and almost like having all of this, like like what everyone else thought was pressure. I was like, my turn. (laughs) Is it my turn yet? Like, (laughs) I was just like that is amazing. Yeah. Where, yeah, where people would you know be like sick. Yeah, like oh my god, can I do that? You were like, I'm jumping right. I was just in I'm my, gonna in show my you element. What yeah. I can do. Mm-hmm. I just that's and that's exactly how I felt. It was sort of like, and I I always sort of felt like that when it came to being in front of people. Like even with stuff like acting, that I I, I think it was just about being in front of people. Like I just right. remember taking a lot of drama classes and stuff. And again, I never really like never really connected with like the acting side of it right but I always just felt like whenever there was an opportunity where somebody would like the teacher would say who wants to go first to get in front of the class like I would always throw my hand up right and I don't know what it is about that but it's sort of where most people I think find that terrifying I sort of I think I I just I thrive off of it Mm -hmm. it sounds like you connected with like the actual connect you wanted to be able to like see who you're connecting with yeah maybe like because and and it makes sense it would make sense that you would like that live kind of oh man yeah like that was more versus the acting where you're not where you're not really in front of the audience you're not you're not getting those vibes yeah and that's and i think that's why like sort of a lot of the stuff that i've done i love the things like the cooking demos and you know any opportunity where I get to connect with the crowd and it's I mean it's hit or miss it's like it's the worst thing in the world when you make a joke and no one laughs but then it's the <laughs> and then you're like yeah. fuck you and they're like well fuck you that's fine <laughs> you really don't think scallions are funny fine you're not my type of person anyway <laughs> um, but then it's like the best feeling in the world when you do say something funny and you get a laugh mm-hmm. and like especially when it is almost unintentional um yeah. And and like it's funny because like going back like through my memories um, when I when I was 13. So I'm Jewish. Um, hi, I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> um, when I was 13, I have my bat mitzvah and we have like the whole thing on like video camera. And I there's a part towards the end. You do like the singing and all the stuff. And then you have the part where you um, like write a speech pretty much and like have mm-hmm. to do like a like a kind of speech on like you you've like. I guess like what the sort of theme of what you were working towards was and mine was tithing and so I kind of talked about like giving you know 10% of things that you earn and whatever and I'm, I'm like 13 years old so I didn't make any money but like mm-hmm. but I did get money from my bat mitzvah and right. like I was like what do I I mean the only thing I cared about was we had cats so it's like the only thing I care about is cats <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, like I'm <laughs> going to give 10% 
to a cat shelter. <laughs> to all of the cats. <laughs> my dad was like, what do you want to, you know, do this on tithing and donating. Like, what do you want to, like, do you want to give your money to? And I was like, cats. <laughs> I guess. Cats. So I donated to, like, an animal shelter. That's awesome. And that was, like, part of what my speech was. And that was the beginning. And then the end was sort of this going through and, you know, thanking my parents and my sister and, like, my best friend, John, who helped me pick out my dress. And I went through and I got, like, a lot of laughs and had a lot of little things that I put in there. And, you know, it was, and it, it was pretty funny. At the very end of the speech, I finish and I kind of take a deep breath and to myself, forgetting that there was a microphone in a whole room of people, I go, oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> and the room just like erupts into laughter. <laughs> and I just remember like moments like that where it's just like a high of yeah. like, especially when it's sort of an accidentally funny moment right. mm-hmm. and a crowd connects with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of like a, just an awesome moment. Mm-hmm. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the competition was awesome. Um, and you get to the five. So you're yeah, it's the, the five. The and five. so yeah, went through like one, um, one round after the next and, um, went from there to, it was, I guess May, um, when we, when the finale happened and it was chosen as the one who won. Um, and then it took about two years to write the cookbook. And wow. right after the cookbook came out, I got a call from food network um actually what's funny is that the cookbook came out and i was promoting it and like it was really it was it was a it was a contest winner's cookbook so like it wasn't this like big flashy you know like gorgeous cookbook like it was you know they put the money into it that they did and i ended up getting pictures in it which originally they weren't even going to do pictures because it was just sort of like really i know like a cookbook without pictures like come on but yeah it was the that was you know it was sort of we are still going to publish it. It's under Simon and Schuster. It's under a big name, mm-hmm. but it was sort of like we're only going to put like this much money into it. So mm-hmm. I was like, this book is great. I put so much time into it, but you know, I was and I was do I I did all the marketing for it and like kind of scheduled like my own signings and traveled here and there and it was good. But it was like I was kind of in a place where I was like Ugh, things just sort of felt like they were at like a slump. Yeah. Um, and I remember like a very specific day actually of like it was like I accidentally went out on a Tuesday. And so, super hungover on a Wednesday, laying on the couch, like, oh, what is my life? Get a totally unexpected call from a producer who used to work at the Rachel Ray Show, who now works for a production company who's putting a show together for Food Network, and asked if I want to come audition. Um, And I went, and I auditioned with about, there were 16 of us total, and it was like, YouTube stars, people that have have like wow. hundreds of thousands of followers uh, on Instagram, uh-huh. like really, really big, like people that I had seen before on like the Today Show. Yeah. And I was like, I am like totally like sort of outmatched here, like as far as like people knowing who they are compared to who I was. Right. But I did kind of the same thing and I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go in and be myself. Mm-hmm. Like there's literally Which is always the best answer. Yeah. Always. If you had balls, they were to the wall. That's exactly right. They were. To the wall. It yes. was like, that was sort of what I did with, with like the competition too, with Rachel's competition. It was mm-hmm. like, I just told myself, literally just like be yourself and you can't lose. If at the end of the competition you're like, I was myself, I did everything I possibly could. At least I, you know, it sucks when you don't win or it sucks mm-hmm. when something doesn't go your way. But at least if you can look back on it and be like, I literally did everything that I could like being myself. Right. Like you can't really be you can't mm-hmm. really beat yourself up about it too much. Mm-hmm. So I did the same thing um in this situation and like sh- shockingly got picked of all these people Holy shit. um to be on this food network show and um and it was sort it was like a um it was a co-hosting show so it was three of us total um and it was like oh my god all my dreams have come true. 
I have like I've just written a cookbook published like under Rachel Ray. I've just gotten a Food Network show like this is amazing. And uh, we went and we shot a couple of episodes and they aired and they really sucked. Oh, <laughs> like no. this show was just oh, no. terrible. <laughs> it was just it's just a very different kind of style of show. That, Wait, what like, was the show? It's called Kitchen Sink. Um, and it was just very their idea was like. It was very much like, God, it sounds annoying saying it. It was like millennials in your face, like no. social media over the top. Like, let's Instagram everything. Let's take pictures oh. of everything. Like, hashtag, like, like none, none of our own dishes. It was, it, everything was really like, here is, you know, you guys are going to, like, Fanny, your first dish is you're making a pizza and a quesadilla all in one. And I was like, what the hell? Okay. What? And they were like, Wait, what? imagine if you had to combine your two favorite snacks. And I was like, well, ironically, my two, fa- two, two of my favorite snacks are pizzas and quesadillas. <laughs> but I had to make it together on national television like a cake. And so your reaction to it is either going to be like, oh, my God, that's so fucking cool. I'm going to make that for the Super Bowl. Or you're like, these people are disgusting. <laughs> and so even watching it, I was like, ooh. But I was like, but I'm on Food Network, so that's cool. That's cool. Um, so we only shot like about three episodes and then they pulled the plug and they were like, we're not really vibing with the company. So we're changing production companies and like, you know, we'll 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 pick it back up. And I was like, oh, this is never going to happen. And then like six months later, they like geared back up, got oh, wow. a different company. We went and shot like three more episodes. Everyone was like super hyped about it and like so excited. Um, and I got home from filming and got a call from Cooking Channel. They wanted me to be on the show Best Thing I Ever Ate. Um, which, which I love. Oh, that which sounds like one of my favorite shows. I love it. Like that was that was the one that was sort of like this is sort of like the pinch me moment uh-huh. yeah. because I grew up like that show's been on for years. Yeah, I not, so good. not grew up watching it, but like when I first started getting into like Food Network, like that was the show that I would it's it's so animated and it's just so like it's just the chefs like kind of in their own element yeah sitting there just talking about a dish that they love mm-hmm. they're passionate and they're passionate it's like yeah. they're not they're not the ones cooking it so it's not there's nothing about this sort of like oh I'm eating it and it's so good and it's like they're just sort of talking about enjoying like, like enjoying the moment it's nostalgia of, yeah it's, it's that's exactly what it is it's their nostalgia over whatever dish it is which is like kind of actually what the theme of my cookbook was was all about like nostalgic food memories so i just love that show and always connected with it so like being on that was incredible so went and filmed that and then came back and then got the call they were like yeah we're not going to be doing kitchen sink anymore (laughs) and i was like that's fair (laughs) that's fair because it really wasn't very good not super surprised (laughs) not really surprised not at all yeah um so I still go back on Rachel every now and then, and the next time after that that I, that I went on, and she was like, hey, honey, how you doing? And I was like, well, I've had my first Food Network show canceled, so <laughs> I feel like I'm... I feel like I am. It sounds like I've been through a lot. Like, <laughs> but you know what? You can actually say you had a Food Network show. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. Now people can say that. Exactly. And so how it's awesome. like It's been a crazy like journey. Like the last... God, I mean... The last like five or six years have been crazy, like a lot of ups and downs. And it's just been it's been like incredible. And like to be able to say, like, I have a cookbook. I've been on Food Network. I've been Mm -hmm. a cooking channel. To me, it's sort of like this is just the beginning of everything. Like this is the the type of industry where it's like 
if you don't get a show canceled, you like you, you haven't really you probably lived. haven't really yeah even gotten your foot in the door Who are you like even? in this industry yeah a little baby yeah exactly you little baby <laughs> you aren't so, you cute aren't yeah. look at you aren't you cute you haven't you don't have a canceled show, yeah exactly so it's like right now things are things are a little more like settled at least like i'm not mm-hmm. what's funny is because all those things happen in a short amount of time People are always like, Fanny, I know you're so busy. And I'm like, I am literally drunk at Slancha on a Monday. <laughs> I, I am not that busy. Well, that's good to yeah. know. We might be joining you. Great. Yes, you know? Yeah. Come so, but I'm still doing like, um, that's, that's not true. Actually, I've gotten really, really busy recently with uh, like the food writing and recipe development. And I still do all of those things. Like the goal is TV and to like get back in front of the camera. But, um, all of the other stuff that I'm that I'm doing and the food writing and it's like like my husband Tony reminded me the other day he was like you're still like you may not be on TV right now but your job that's keeping you busy is you're still getting to like put your hands on mm-hmm. ingredients and mm-hmm. touch food yep. take pictures write about food yep. all these things that I really really love so I'm really fortunate to still actually be right. doing that right now and making money with that and not just doing not, not just at cilantro right yeah. it's not like you're right. like you know sometimes you i were, go to the duck you were on like <laughs> you know those american idol people who are now like working you know yeah in the shoe department like something. you're not gonna hear me say like i now i'm just working at staples because i've given up on my dream right right <laughs> you know but you you're have, still pushing i mean yeah just to say you've accomplished what you have is so cool and that you're working consistently in an industry that brings you joy and that you're good at yeah. That's so awesome. You're just on the incline. Kind of, yeah. yeah. You're Heck just yeah. having a yeah. little more, it. like, which is more than, it. Which is more than a lot of people can say about their dream, that <laughs> it's, it's, it's still just something they think about. They're not actually doing it. So yeah. the reason why I actually talked to Amanda about asking you on here is because for two, two reasons. I want to talk to you about two things that you've already touched on a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that text from your grandmother that said, you should do this, you never know. I mean, I've had friends text me and say, hey, I heard that this food competition is hosting, you know, having auditions. You should go. You never know. And my I'm not the kind of person that loves the camera. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a microphone, but I hate a camera. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have always said, no, um, I don't want to do that. But what you said was, hell yeah, let me <laughs> go do that. And I love that about your story that you were just like, yeah, let's just do it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And instead of it being this super weird, stress inducing thing, you enjoyed it and you just went as yourself. And I love that. And I think that's such a lesson for people, but especially women to just say yes to things. And Amanda and I just said yes to doing this project that we're doing now. Um, We started at the beginning of the year and we were just like, you know what? Why not? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. We have things to say, and we like talking to each other and drinking <laughs> and drinking and we while like we're drinking. talking. We like is, drinking. I mean, what it really boils so. down to is like we needed an excuse to like have a girls' drinking night, habit, a girls' night every week, right? That we just hang yeah. out. Yeah, we're like, and why not record it? Right, yeah. right, like, right. So it's exactly. just saying it's just saying yes to things as they come up when they align with what what is in your heart to do. Yeah. So I'm curious, like when you got that text from your grandmother and you were making the decision whether or not to do it, what, what was your process right then to, to get yourself to the place of 
courage and like jumping, jumping right. in instead of saying, ah, you know, there's probably a million other people doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a chance or I'm not good enough. Or, you know, what was your process getting to where you said yes and just taking a step and doing it? It was definitely not. It was a process like it was it was a handful of steps that got me sort of from like I remember my text back to her was uh she said, Rachel Ray is holding a national cookbook competition. I think you should enter. And I said, um, great, I'll look into it, which is like kind of classic. It's the nice you know, way, which is a nice way yeah, of being whatever. like, yeah, I'm never going to I'm never going to do this. Like, you know, um, and I think I mean, her kind of, you know, you never know text mm-hmm. was it sort of was like a little hint of something. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was still very much on the like, I'm never going to do this. Mm-hmm. Something in me just decided to at the very least look up the rules of the competition Mm. and that was probably the first time that I actually even remotely considered that this might be something that could change my life Mm -hmm. um when I read through the rules it literally felt like it was meant for me like it was the rules were like written for me it was it was all of these kind of stipulations of you do you love cats? Do you love cats? Yes, I do. Do you love drinking? Yes, I do. <laughs> Is your name Fanny? No, it's not. <laughs> Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? I am Jewish. I am Jewish. I'll change my name to Fanny if that's what it takes. <laughs> I've um. checked three out of four boxes. Let's make this happen. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. <laughs> um, yeah, the rules were like, so... I always kind of prided myself on that I didn't go to culinary school. I just mm-hmm. and that's I, badass. A lot, and a lot of that was sort of after like my my dad, who was is is an amazing chef, grew up working in restaurants. Never ever, people have always said to him like, "Why don't you open a restaurant?" And people have always said to me, "Why don't you open a restaurant?" And both of us sort of feel like I, I think I got it from him, but I just also am completely on the same page about it. It's like I don't ever want food to be something that feels so much like work that I mm-hmm. resent it. Yeah, I want it to be something that I love doing, and it feels more like a a passion and a hobby mm-hmm. than something that eventually, even like with catering. At the times, I mean, you know, that's like at the times when things were like really difficult or really exhausting. Mm-hmm. When you start resenting cooking, the thing mm-hmm. that you love, it's sort of like, all right, maybe I need to pull back from this a little yeah. bit. So I always, I always just sort of felt like cooking was something I wanted to do in a in an outside of the box type of way, and not in like a technical way. So I never wanted to go to culinary school. Um, the first rule was that you cannot have gone to culinary school. Nice. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the second was, I think you you cannot have ever, you know, pitched or written a cookbook before, which I never had. Um, and it was just very, it was very much sort of made for home cooks and people that just love food, always had a goal of writing a cookbook, but weren't professional chefs. I think that's incredible. Well, yeah, that's that, amazing. That's, what I, that's one of the things I love about your story is that you don't have to be the expert. You don't have to be the Alton Brown or the... Mm-hmm. You know, the person that's worked in 14, you know, five-star restaurants, you really can be a good, which is what I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a grandmother-trained cook. I'm not a chef. Oh, yeah. But you're so good. I know, but and people try to call me chef, and I'm like, I'm not a chef. That's I say the same. I say cook. the same thing when I get chef, and I'm like, you know, to me, chef is someone who is professionally trained, and I think that's right. sort of like they're... And that's reserved for them. That yeah. Tyler's reserved for the people who have gone through that. Yeah experience and training in their life but that's not me um but but for somebody like you and I who is is family trained who is yeah. you know brought up in the kitchen when we were 
six and seven years old with flour all over the floor, <laughs> you know, kind of kind of cook to understand that we do have a voice and we do have a place and we do have this opportunity to share what we love and what we know so deep in our in our core. It's not like. I like to eat, but I like, I mean, I like to eat <laughs> and I like to feed you. Yeah. Like I, that's my thing. I want to feed you and see that, it, that the look, look on, on your face, face when, you take the first bite. Yeah. when your eyes roll back in your head and your hands start slapping the table <laughs> and it's super inappropriate. Um, that's what I love. <laughs> you want to see people climax. That's what you want to see. That's you my goal. You want to see them climax when they're chewing your food. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong Absolutely with that. Absolutely I will nothing. climax for you anytime you want to feed me. <laughs> I will give you that that uh, Sally moment anytime yeah, you want. I'll it's the best when somebody, <laughs> when somebody enjoys what you've done. And I love that about you that it's not – you're this, um, you know, super stuffy, you know, chef who thinks they know it all, but you're really just somebody who makes kick-ass food, I just love food. Mm-hmm. and enjoys yeah. doing it and loves the encounter that they have with the people that they're feeding. I can't believe that you guys haven't met you two. Really? That that is, hasn't been a thing because, I don't know, we just have so many mutual friends that I'm surprised you haven't met yet, but. Well, I'm anyway. glad we did. Fanny's like one of those people you meet, and then every time you see her after that, it's like the friend that you wish you could see every day that Aww. you just kind of run into. And I remember when I saw you at that, um, what, was it just the so you know, she has never said that good shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've known this girl for 20 years now. 20 years. What the hell? Every one of your friends Close. you have known for like the longest time. I mean, I've lived well, in this town for 30 you years. You went to school with people that when you were, that right. you were right. with. And so ask, you know and ask me how many of them I'm still friends with. Okay, I'm going to say two. You are correct. Oh, really? Yeah. Good choice. I did my homework. <laughs> but uh-huh. I, I, I stopped her. I think I met Fanny at the pub shed dinner. And then the next time I saw you was at an outdoor concert for Fits in the Tantrums. Uh-huh. And I think I saw you from a distance and I was like, Fanny! <laughs> and we like, as like amazing. long lost friends. One and of those you, embraces. You know, you're just some of, you're just one of those people that is so easy to know and well, I better adore. See Maybe I'll just have to so like surprise a pub shed. Again, cilantro. night. Salancha yeah. or pub shed. <laughs> we need to do another pub shed. I'm like, but, Kenny, do you remember we talked? You're like, I sure. Who you are want you? A drink? You want a drink? Who are you? <laughs> What's your name? Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is your process. This is super interesting to me. Amanda's a great cook. She'll really? say shit about herself, but she's great. Um, I love your food. Oh. I said, yeah. I you just said you were an eater. You like to cook? I do. I, I, I love picked, to cook. I oh. picked. Um, what was Come it? On. Curry off Big of your stove? Yeah. The, a month or so ago when we oh, met yeah. together and I just, just like, like picked combo, off of it, it was like, so good I did some rice and like we had the little falafels oh yeah. no 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 that's bullshit no uh, <laughs> I'm lying non bread I like, oh, had yeah. some non and like got some rice and I mean it was good it, do you make a curry like from scratch I do it was so fancy it was amazing I like curry a lot but Amanda's a great cook I obviously cook um, you're here Abby's because you cook, cook. Abby's the um, best cook. <laughs> I like to go to her house and be like, mm, can we just do something where we eat, <laughs> where you make things and I Where eat. you make things and I just kind of like, I pretend like I chop and then you really make it. <laughs> I love to do it. But I wanted wanted to talk to you about your um, creative process in the kitchen because I think a lot of women, who, which is, that's our audience, women, 
obviously, since we're talking about lady bits, unless there's some creeper men out there listening to lady right. bits. But um, I mean, and if they're subscribing, then keep going. Whatever. Gentlemen. True. You <laughs> do you if you want to listen to us. <laughs> That's right. Um, but it's so easy to get, and I do this too. I get so in a rut at home cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, for my kids and for mm-hmm. Todd when we're busy, but I wanted to ask you about your process of being creative in the kitchen and developing things that are yours and not just relying on um, something straight off of a cookbook page, which is great. I do that too, but your process in developing things that are yours and being creative with what you have in your kitchen kind of things. I know that your food is is not super duper fancy. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do. It's approachable and relatable. So just talk a little bit about kind of how you create things because I would love for the women that listen to get a little crazy in the kitchen for their yeah. people too and just experiment a little bit. Because def- it's not as hard as you think. No, that's the thing I think more than anything is people are like, I don't have the time to cook. And that's totally fair. I think there are ways that you can make it easier on yourself if you actually are interested in it. But I think the people that are like, well, I don't have the time, they're not as interested in the ingredients and in sort of – they just want to eat and, and sort of accomplish that goal of I just need to eat and mm-hmm. I'd rather it be really simple. But I think people that actually really appreciate food and want to get in the kitchen um, – I don't know. For me, it's like the process is I definitely I, I go through, for sure go through ruts and definitely go through phases of food. So mm-hmm. around the time of like writing the cookbook, I had I felt like I had like a handful of like staples. So it was things like non pizzas and quesadillas and like noodle dishes and just sort of basically the idea for me was always like almost like familiar flavors and like familiar dishes, but like done in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it was never like the, like the idea of the cookbook was it was sort of taking the flavors that I grew up with, which Mm -hmm. for me were just completely dependent on like what my dad liked to cook and stuff in my house. And it was not in any way, it wasn't Southern food. It wasn't like Northeastern, like, you know, deli food. It wasn't like Jewish fare. Like it wasn't anything really specific. It was kind of just the things that I love that I grew up with. And I would just sort of take those flavors and like try to put my own spin on them. Um, And I love like talking to people about like what are your sort of comfort foods from childhood would Mm -hmm. do not have to be homemade. It could literally be I was just writing a piece. I I just made um, this old fashioned chicken pot pie. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing was completely from scratch. But in the story that I wrote about it, I was telling this, like, kind of anecdote of, like, how my mom would pick me up after school every day, and we would go to, like, I, I, can I, can I name a place? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it used to be called Boston Chicken, then they called it Boston Market. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) And Boston Market. Boston Market. And it had a Uh drive-thru. And so it's, like, (laughs) as I'm telling the story, like, it's, it should have been written by someone like you who's like my grandmother taught me how to make chicken pot pie and so when I'm making this today it just reminds me of her but that wasn't my story my story was like I remember after school my mom would like take me through the drive through at Boston Market and I would get an individual chicken pot pie and a side of cream spinach Uh and it was like just this sort of mid-afternoon comforting like Mm -hmm. happy meal for me Mm -hmm. Um, and I just remember that so now when I eat it today like it sort of brings me right back there Mm -hmm. so I always kind of try to like inspire people to think of the flavors or aromas or things like that that kind of just bring them back to childhood that make them happy and like feel nostalgic Mm -hmm. and then kind of spin off of that Mm -hmm. um so that is like where it's like the process starts for me is like what made me happy at one point and how can I 
turn it into something new to mm-hmm. make me even happier now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, I really I'm getting really inspired by. Um, I love cookbooks. I love like if I'm going to read a cookbook, I will sit on the front porch and like drink a beer and like flip through a cookbook. Yep. Like that's the way that I want to look through a cookbook. It's not so much I grab it and I look for a recipe usually. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's like social media and I do, I'm guilty doing this this morning, like I'll wake up and I like we'll crave a million different things like I don't just like every day like Tony wakes up and eats like literally like eggs and an English muffin like every day and he's okay with that and he's okay with that and he and every day he's like oh that was so good and I'm like dude you've been eating this for like 455 days in a freak. row what like, is wrong with you on. Um, and I wake up and I will make like a buffalo chicken Caesar salad like I just yes. completely random cravings and so I will get up and whatever even like type of cuisine I'm in the mood for I will type it into social media, like to Instagram. And so like I'll type in like um, Korean noodle bowl and I'll just scroll through the pictures yes. until I find something that looks appealing to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then maybe kind of glance over the recipe and go from there and then put my own spin on it. I love that. So I just rely on a lot of like like blogs and like, mm-hmm. you know, like um, like Food 52 and like mm-hmm. New York Times cooking and BuzzFeed food and like the places that really – do an emphasis on like making food beautiful mm-hmm. i kind of find that if i'm looking for something that i'm craving if i see pictures of it that will kind of tell my brain like yes or no yes and mm-hmm. so that's i do that too and I yeah love that. it helps because there's so much inspiration that's accessible to people right yeah. now uh todd and i were just at uh, a restaurant before we came here we had like an impromptu date night we went to mana oh yeah and I do that at restaurants. Like if I get something that I love, I'll, before I even take a bite, I'll like inspect the dish. I'll turn it around and look (laughs) at it and see what's on it. And then I'll take a bite and then I'll look at it and turn it again. And I'll really kind of look at all the aspects of that dish. Appreciate like every piece of it. Yeah. And I'll, sometimes I'll take, I'll take a picture of it, not for Instagram, but for myself, I'll Mm -hmm. take notes. Like I taste this and this and this, Mm -hmm. and then I'll go home and try to create. I mean, it's never just like it is, but it's my version of it. I do that at restaurants and for sure on Instagram, I will save pictures. I'll screenshot stuff. And if I'm in a rut, I'll go back through my camera roll and find something that I love and I'll make that because I mean, how cool is it that we have an endless array of inspiration at our fingertips? And it's usually all stuff that's pretty easy to make if you just, if you kind of take the fear away from it and be like, okay, this really is just a pork chops with some, with some apples on it. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal. Like, right. just make it. Just do it. Just try it. What's the worst you can do? Yeah. Fuck and it up. Yeah. So what? Then try it again. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Fine. Order pizza. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> but at least your family's going to be just as happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that like in our house, one of the main requirements is that there be meat. So sometimes I'll Fair. just be like, oh, what do I, you know, we haven't had chicken in a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. what is out there that's chicken? Um, and that's how I know that I, oftentimes that's how I find some things where I'll, I will see something and be like, oh, that sounds good. And a lot of times I don't have all the ingredients. And I'm like, all right, well, this is the basic concept. Yes. We're going to branch out from that. And my mom, I called her the queen, uh, the casserole queen, because she'd be like, <laughs> yes. okay, we've got corn, rice, chicken, and broccoli. We're making a casserole. <laughs> and um, like one of the things that I, and, and nothing wrong with people that, use this but one thing and i never buy in our house is cream of mm-hmm. i always make like a roux or right, do something right. from scratch like 
And, and my mom, I'm sure she still has cream of mushroom or cream of chicken or whatever. Yep. It's just something that I don't use because I'm like, I like to push myself. I like right, to be right. like, I've got some flour. I've got some chicken broth. It's so I easy. I can do something. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there have been, and there and there have been times that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, inspired and I bomb it. And my husband's like, if you don't ever make that again, it's okay. <laughs> I appreciate your effort. Yeah, he's super sweet. Or he'll be like, I. the latest one was, I told you I didn't want bacon for dinner. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. We had bacon, and I felt like it. So, and then when we made it, I was like, this is a little rich. This is a little rich. A little rich for me. So, but I mean, and it's okay. Like, we have those moments. Nobody liked it except my sister-in-law, and that was okay. Like, she got all my leftovers. Mm-hmm. But, I think the rule is, like, do whatever you want when you're at home with uh-huh. your family. Like, yeah. experiment. Don't ever. This is my one, just the tip for this episode. Just the tip. Just That's going to be one of our plugs. There just the tip. Just, just the tip. The tip. Um, if you're having people over for a dinner party, don't make something don't that you've never made Go before. Go with your favorite. Yes. You do something that you have done before and know that it works. You experiment on your family that loves you (laughs) no matter what. That doesn't care if you're just going to get pizza because you just everything just right to hell. Right. So experiment. (laughs) Don't be afraid is is the message of this night. Don't be afraid to say yes to the competition or to creating something for your family that you've never done before. Just do it. Don't be afraid of the yes across the board mm-hmm. just do it just do all the things and the that more scare you, you do it the more like the more you cook the more you realize that like it is so much about the planning like so so abby and i cooked together recently and she got to my house and within like what felt like 15 minutes whipped up like literally the best the best biscuits and gravy i've ever oh. had somebody the other day said Dave texted me and said, Fanny, where's the best biscuits and gravy in town? And I said, Abby makes it. <laughs> I was like, you can't get that anywhere. You, you but I'm telling you, friend. that you is the only place that I would recommend is go to Abby's house. Uh, um, well, and gonna, it was just. I'm going to sleep over one night. Was, and I'm yes. going to expect biscuits and it gravy. It was insane. And I don't even. I'm not Southern. I don't really do biscuits and gravy. But mm. it was just. Oh my god! Like it till it has like stuck with me. Yes, I um, love that. But it was That's one of the those, way they should. Yeah, and they it should. should. Stick. It stuck with you. Oh my god! It was so good. So it just it was one of those things where she did it so quickly, and the other girl that was with us was like, "How did how did you just like put that together so quickly?" And it's like when you the more that you cook, the mm-hmm. more you realize it's so much more about planning it all in your head, mm-hmm. and like and it's about timing and mm-hmm. those kind of things you don't really understand until you just do it over just and over and over again mm-hmm. like every time that in the morning tony goes to make breakfast and he like toasts his english muffin before he's even like turned the butter on for his eggs and then his english muffin is sitting there for five minutes i'm like didn't mm-hmm. you learn Cold. your lesson yesterday yeah <laughs> like <laughs> damn english muffin with egg but he still put some ham it. on that shit man <laughs> Let me make you a sauce. <laughs> Please let me make you a sauce. Please. Oh my God, it needs a hollandaise so bad. <laughs> Sometimes you just finish. <laughs> Ooh, look. Somebody pulled out the green. Look at that. There's a color on that plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it so much. And, it, I, you know, and I haven't always been a cook. And it was really about just not being afraid and just experimenting. And not everybody loves to cook. If you don't love to cook. It's okay. That is okay. Yeah. 
That is okay. Get a frozen pizza and maybe sprinkle some crushed red pepper on yes, it. Yes, and oregano. some good olive oil. Or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, just love on your people with your food. But if even if you hate to cook and never want to do it ever, 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 what you can learn from this is, you know, say yes to the things that are in your heart to do when the opportunity arises or create your own fucking opportunity and yeah. and take one foot and put it in front of the other. Just do it. Yeah, I think it's so awesome. And if you're not one, if you do enjoy cooking, but you're not great at it, if you if you can make a good grilled cheese or a really good egg, explore with that. Yeah. Like I've learned to like make the hell out of something, mm-hmm. like be willing to stretch it. Um, I mean, I mean, that's why there are grilled cheese places out there because right? there yes. were Pick there were people that were like and do it really well. I, mm-hmm. Yes, I love and I love a good grilled cheese. Let oh, me man. tell you, mm-hmm. it's like that is nostalgia for me. Right oh, it's there, so, man, grilled yes. cheese, and it doesn't need to be. I mean, it can be fancy and be so good, but it also can be so simple. Yeah, and sort of like that's what brings it could you be back some home. Wonder Absolutely. Bread, Wonder Bread, some, some cheddar cheese, cheese some American good, cheese, yeah. real butter. Heck and yeah. that is another rule. Always butter. Real, always like, butter. Is there anything? Yeah. Is there anything else? We I talked mean, about that before. Like, yeah. if you're gonna do it, like, pick the best ingredients you can. Don't do anything yeah, artificial. Right. And that will that Let will take your cooking shine. from negative five up to twenty just with those decisions. Real butter. Um, what else? Whole Real milk, mozzarella, whole yes. milk, anything, whole milk, anything. Like just if you're gonna you're make not a gonna biscuit, the do real buttermilk. Like, right. Yeah, real buttermilk. Do the yeah. things. Do the real things. If you're gonna do it, don't skimp and do some fake yes. crap. Yeah, exactly. But the so. saying yes thing, like that, definitely that I feel like is a huge part of the message. Is Absolutely. sort of this because I really did start out kind of being like, I'm never gonna enter this cookbook competition. Like that's just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. To reading about it and realizing, like, man, this like feels like it was written for me. Like maybe, maybe there's something here to entering it with like all my heart and soul making the top 20 and then making the top 10 and at that point we had to submit more recipes and I remember being in my kitchen on like a weekend like busting my ass to like cook for something that was ridiculous like for for a national competition putting together these recipes and a good friend of mine her boyfriend was there and I remember kind of like like almost like laughed at me a little bit almost like I felt like it was in like a mocking way sort of like like why are you like putting all this time into this like oh oh Fanny Mm. and I remember sort of being like you're a part of the you're part of the reason I'm doing this because I'm gonna I'm gonna prove you wrong yeah because I want to be able to stick my middle fingers in your face that's right because be like, why Why not? Like, what is possibly holding you back from, if you know, like... Yourself. From yourself. What's holding you back from yourself? Why not? Like, why not just go for it? Because at least, thing, at least you, so good. at least you did it. I love it. I, I really love it. And, and I really feel like this is something that a lot of people, women and men, need to hear. Like, yeah. what is holding you back from yourself? Like, why are you why are you the biggest obstacle why yeah. are, why are you holding yourself back mm-hmm. the most so stop that shit people stop it just stop do, that the things, do the stop things do the things uh <laughs> fanny thank you so much thanks yeah. for having for coming me. on yes this you guys been, are silly this is, <laughs> you, you are great i love it so God, i hope i see you in public <laughs> again salancha <laughs> yes we'll make a date of it uh but we're really glad you were here this was really fun awesome. we will be sure to post links to how they can get your cookbook yes where they can maybe watch some clips of you from the shows 
and your blog for sure and and um, your personal address where they can like show up at send your house me and spices like, and, and yes, t-shirts send you and all the things yeah. yes 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 <laughs> do that you crazy bitches <laughs> um, but we have loved having you on so if you yes, haven't already you. you people that are listening please go and rate and review and subscribe in whatever avenue you're listening on this too Amanda stop looking at the clock because it's really scary I know, but actually, honestly, like this is a, I will go ahead and prompt with, this is a longer episode than normal, but it was so worth it. And so and, good. I mean, nothing about it um, is uh, frivolous. Like it's all no, it's good, good things. Stuff. So thank you for everyone that is stayed, that stayed on because this Fanny, we appreciate it. This yeah. was amazing. Yeah, this so was, good. Even for myself, it was really good to hear some things. Yeah, like, girl. Maybe I will try out for the voice. Yes, <laughs> yes girl. It's beautiful. That's do it. Th- that's something. Oh, damn it. Let's just stop. But maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, I, I'm two and a half classes in. I'd like girl. to drink the wine. Um, yeah. So. We'll, we'll also put um, a link to what the wine is that, that we're drinking tonight. But anyway, go yes. to the website, theladybitspodcast.com, and you can email us at hello at theladybitspodcast, and we will um, read some of your emails on the podcast. We won't read maybe. all emails, but Not all if of you them. like... If you say something really you know, great, we will. Make sure it's a really good like header. Okay. <laughs> so she we'll it open again. it and read it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, thanks so much, and we'll see you on Friday for a mini sode with Fanny. Yes. Woo. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. The Lady Bits Podcast is created and produced by me, Amanda Holloman, and Abby McGee. It is recorded in Wilmington, North Carolina. Our sound engineer and graphic designer is my hot husband, Brent. Web design and music contributions are by Abby's also hot husband, Todd. The theme music is recorded by us and our very, very still hot husbands. Special thanks to Beta Radio for the use of their recording studio and to Millie Holloman for the images that can be found on our website and social feeds. You can find us at theladybitspodcast.com. That was so awesome. So was good. that longer than what did you say? It was, I thought it was like an hour. Usually, no, 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's empty. <laughs> oh, so that's we're empty. at 59 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's so good. It was, it was worth it. Trust and me. that was, was after really all of good. the banter before we started. Oh, that's though. true. There was a lot of yeah. banter. Yeah. That wasn't even. Oh, my God, my bladder. Oh, my God, <laughs> oh my, God, my bladder. <laughs> <laughs>